Hi there, I'm Neil Salas Griffin. I'm a teacher, a former founder, and a former mayoral candidate in the city of Chicago, and currently the managing director of Techstars Chicago Accelerator, where I have the honor of helping young companies grow and flourish. Each week, we bring together a rotating cast of high-powered and provocative guests to talk through the most pressing topics of the moment. It's a free-form and unscripted conversation from the Techstars Podcast Network. Let's go! Well, look, guys, thanks for coming on the Talking Through It podcast. It's good to see you. I got my co-founder, Mike McGee, from many, many years past. We've been through a lot together. He's currently the director of special projects at AnitaB.org, doing amazing things. A very important organization. And then I've got my main man, Jimmy Odom, large and in charge. He is a partner at Bit Capital Group. He's a computational investor at 21E8, 8, 21E8, how do I say E8. that? No, you E8. got it, 21E8. All right, I yeah. got it. It's, it's just good to see you guys. I miss you guys so much. I've needed, I've needed some flavor in my ear, and I think you're about, to, <laughs> you're about to do that for me. So we have a lot to talk about, guys. Last year, we had yeah. a global pandemic. This year, we have a global pandemic. We have a new president coming in. We have a lot of money flowing in, a lot of money flowing out of our pockets and a lot of other people. And we have to talk about it all. But I want to start with this young impeachment, or I guess teenage impeachment. We got the second one. So we, like, I'm pretty sure both of you guys believe in social justice and, you know, mission-oriented work. I know you believe in entrepreneurship and I know you guys are, you know, intertwining all of these things. So what are your thoughts on what's happening right now? And how does it affect the, like your work and the work of all the other entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, I can jump in as an extremely online person, as I like to describe myself is that that happened last week. It happened eight days ago, their insurrection that now led to an impeachment because that was the actual article of impeachment based on what happened last Wednesday. That was just eight days ago. And now it's like, okay, new week. Now Donald Trump is impeached again. Also just impressive that there have been four impeachments and Donald Trump has two of them. Like that's that's actually like you gotta give him winning. Gotta, for that. Gotta, He's like, winning. That level, winning. Winning. Something. That winning. level of accomplishment. Winning. Like two impeachments in like less than or twelve, maybe thirteen months, barely thirteen months. I mean, and personally. He should have been impeached every year. Like that actually would have been great. Just like every year he's been president, he just gets impeached by the House and like just holds on in the Senate just to get like an annual, like a holiday of Donald Incredible. Trump. Incredible. He deserves it. Always be getting impeached. So that's wild. I love that now, like last time, it's actually even with 10 House Republicans uh, voting for impeachment, it's the most bipartisan impeachment in history <laughs> like just because 10 mm-hmm, of, i don't mm-hmm. know how many house republicans are there 100 and 100 and something, something just man. because 10 republicans are like okay we're gonna impeach donald trump didn't need those votes but like they're being seen as like wow look how like you know awesome and and principled they are but just 10 non-democrats and just impeaching a sitting president 
that is the most bipartisan impeachment we've had in history. So it's actually just kind of an interesting fact to see like how little, you know, bipartisan, you know, voting for impeachment there was, and yet it was history. So Donald Trump, you know, for however, you know, horrible he has been as president, again, that should be no surprise. Like there, I don't, the thing I think that's right. Yeah. We can, we can talk about, especially just being black men in this country is that, Black people told y'all what was going down with Donald Trump, man. Like we said, we've been saying it uh, for decades and then he becomes president and it's like, oh my God, we, we didn't think it'd be this bad. And it's like, who's we? It's like, yeah. I want to change my name to like who and we, and like, who is we like, you know, middle name, who is we, <laughs> who is we, who is we? because who is we? it's a universal question. So people are learning Donald Trump got impeached and then, you're right. A one week before you got to be out, man. It's pretty impressive. So I'll, but, I'll stop. So, but Mike, but tell me what happened at work. Like what, like, was there, was there an, a, an impact, an influence in what was going on with your day-to-day life and, and at your job? It's weird. Cause I mean, we're, we did make, we did, obviously people talked about, you know, again, the January, you know, what was it fifth or that last Wednesday when, you know, rioters and insurrectionists stormed the Capitol. Obviously we talked about that, you know, if you're not on Slack, you're on, you know, Microsoft Teams or whatever other chat tools, so your coworkers are chatting about that. And then it's like, Signal, oh, I mean, you know, yeah, Ed Snowden had a great endorsement of Signal recently. Yeah, yeah. He's not I mean, dead yet. With WhatsApp, you know, I think that, you know, data sharing is becoming more public. People are switching off of WhatsApp and them, but still keeping Instagram, you know, which is like, you know, DMing on Instagram. It's like, you know, that like you need to get off of all of them. But anyway, that's another story. The, I don't know, you like you talk about it and then it's like, oh, I got a Zoom call or, oh, I got to send this email. So like, I just tried to send emails being like, hey, if I had to send the email, I'd look essentially there's crazy shit going on. So like, I hope y'all are doing whatever you got to do to protect yourself and this can wait. So, cause it's just such a weird duality you have to be in of like, I tried to push off everything I could be like, look, I'm really going to send a follow-up email at the beginning of the year when y'all are all watching this stuff about something that is not that important. It couldn't be me. So I delayed a lot of work. Personally. It was a tough day to close a deal. Let's just. Yeah. Put- yeah. But then there's also think work that I had to do. I was working all day at having my personal laptop to the right of me. And I was like on CNN watching, uh, you know, sessions and watching Capitol windows being broken and then being on a zoom call being like, well, you know, so following up from that December 17th uh, email, it's just ridiculous to have to put that in your brain. So that was us acknowledgement, but kind of like, damn, back to work. Yep forward to we've all still got a job to do and that's that's really what i drew from it it was just like it it impacts your work because you know i'm looking at a bunch of founders that i'm working with and they're clearly affected by what's going on right it's hard for them to stay on the ball eye on the prize and focused and present when they know that it feels like certain aspects of the country that they love and care about is burning down or you know not going so well and you know jimmy i'm really like interested in, in in what you have to say about this, my man, because I know you always. Yeah, I'm. I'm let. Yeah, you know, I I, always, I, I, I like. I operate on the side of contrarian, right? I don't. I don't agree with most of these current. Not you guys, actually. Your. I don't agree with the hot takes that we have in terms of the current climate. I think ultimately, it, it's unfortunate, right? And. 
I say unfortunate because not because of what transpired or what happened or how it happened and who was responsible, but because of the clear hypocrisy that's that's present on both sides of the spectrum. And I think, you know, I'm a centrist, right? Like, or I'm, I'm actually like, if I were to like label myself, I'm going to probably say like, I'm a, I'm a libertarian, bro. Like I, I borderline anarchist. Whatever you I need, are. I need some sound effects, like some brum, 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 libertarian and brum, brum, brum. Right, right. Like, yeah. like, and I say anarchist <laughs> to not, to not to say that like the whole system should burn, but more I, I error on the side of freedom. I think self-sovereignty is the most critical place of perspective that a person can have. I and I don't be believe word. that, right? Like I, I, self-sovereignty and individual individuality is, is incredibly critical. And what I watch is I watch both sides of this, this political spectrum placate to sound bites and narratives that are being constructed by people that they don't know and systems that are governing each and every one of those bodies. And so I watched, I watched over the summer, I watched organizations mass in protest during a point of what they called was the global pandemic, which caused economics to basically virtually shut down and, and move a global current countries into the state of basically socialism or and removing of individual rights and individuality and sovereignty, right? So I watched it during these, like, right? So March, we enter into the, to the what I call scamdemic, by the way. I don't call it pandemic, oh, I call it scamdemic. Okay. All right, Ooh, getting, right? we getting there, Jimmy. I'm learning, right. I'm learning so, some things. So, I've so never this, heard of that. So this, this scamdemic, <laughs> this scamdemic that manifests, right? You've got, and again, I, if th- this will probably be your most viewed podcast and hated podcast. You're going to have more emails. Until they hear what I have to say. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, fair enough, right? But I'm sure that creates meaning. What you guys say, fair enough, right? Right. Scam. What my point is the scam demic, and then we can go into that. But let's not. I don't want to derail the main point. But to say that during the scam demic, we they said social distancing was critical. Wearing masks were critical. It is. Don't have large. Hold on. Hold on. Don't let me just get it out. Roll with it. Roll with it. All right. So. Then they said, you know, mass gatherings are unacceptable, right? And then these, the same people, the same people in the same breath said, hypocrisy, except Black Lives Matter can assemble. The hypocrisy. They have a right to, like, what, what, wait, hold on, wait. Are we saying because you, and then they went so far, like, this actually happened. They said, Except for protests, the, the protests don't don't spur who the acceleration they? of this. Yeah, yeah now they? who is we? Who is they? Okay, so so let's address. Well, let's address. Well, where do you get your information from? Right. So like that's oh, another okay. question. I go to the streets, right. bro. Like I'm still in Same. Chicago. I got I got carrier pigeons. I got you know, so I got you know I got snails. So, I got the full animal kingdom. Oh my Tyson! Well, like, I want to I want to localize this right. So I won't I won't talk in abstractions. We'll localize. Well, so yeah. Fauci, who was who was the savior of America said that oh, I should have wore my big uh, Fauci t-shirt. Oh, right. Man. So, so Fauci said that Fauci said that the protests don't, don't accelerate the, the virus. Like, wait, I'm sorry. What? Like, so the, Oh, is, is it the color or skin is, is the reason that we're assembling that make a difference. Right. So okay, I'll short it up. All right. So basically my point is I don't really care on what side of the line you stand conservative, Republican, conservative, Democrat, Republican, but my main objective is to say you watched the the we all watched the media begin to amass a narrative that 
the constitutional right of everyone that was assembling around the Black Lives Matter movement, they had the right. And then we watched them say, as cities burned, we watched Ferguson, we watched New York, we watched Chicago, we watched Seattle, we watched Minnesota. Mm -hmm. We legitimately watched these things happen. And so I go, okay, like, hey, it is what it is. Like, hey, Mike, you feel some type of way. You know, like that's that energy that you got right now. That's the social energy. I go, but my point was always, you gotta be what you gotta be conscientious of what precedent that sets. You gotta be conscientious for what that there. means. Okay. Right? Then okay. we had people begin to assemble in Seattle and take over the city building. They said, yo, you're not like tear it down, burn it down, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fast. Now let's pause that narrative. Mm-hmm. Now let's fast forward into what happened the other day, right? The destruction of property, all of the same things that we watch. And, and I'll mind you, the same po- politicians that said, this isn't right, this is un- it's unforgivable. How dare they do this, right? Mm-hmm. The same people said, we need to see more protest. We need to see more unrest. We need to see more people burn things down. This is Nancy Pelosi says this. So my question to both the, the sides of the line is how could you possibly try to have a differing view if you were behaving on one side and then now tell the other side, oh, y'all can't be about that energy. And then conversely, the other side say, y'all can't be about that energy. How could you do this thing? How do you, you Jimmy, how do those if things I'm hearing, compute? If I'm hearing you right, like mm-hmm. I understand the duplicitous nature of the behavior of some of our leadership within government and business and beyond when it Mm -hmm. comes to what they say people should do and then what they do themselves. And then when they get caught in the middle of it, find some weaselly way to get out of it. And I understand that the people as well. The politicians are one thing, the people, I'm saying the people just keep that same energy systems and leadership. Keep that same energy. But but remember, remember people, have leaders and they are influenced by you know other forces the media so now we talk about influencing we're not uh, that's i'm referring to sovereignty no but what gets people to go out and do so what gets people so so when i think about back to like what we're talking about social justice entrepreneurship how it affects our day-to-day life how it impacts our work and what you're doing I'm curious to know from both of you guys, like, and I heard a little bit from Mike here and I shared a little yeah. bit of my own experience working with my founders yeah. last week and how they're affected yeah. by this. Yep, tell, yep. Me, tell me like what, what is happening in light of these events that are, you know, obviously reflecting in the world, but you know, obviously yeah. happening in the United States. How does that affect your day-to-day life right now, Jimmy? We we're doing incredibly well. Business is booming. You know, on so it, it is it helping your business or is it, it helps neutral? it helps our okay it helps our it's the wind beneath our sails. It's the things that we had always spoke about. It's the things that you know. If you were if you are anchoring on individuality, sovereignty, like these things are are, are unalienable rights given by God, right? When these things are then under assault on either side, the only place you run is to the fringes or the center. Right. And what we watch is the center is being eroded. So it's like they're they say basically free, it's either right speak, wrong speak. It's either you speak like me, you say the things I say, or you're one of them. You're them. You're they. Right. Mm. So what happens is it creates this divisionary line 
And then the fringes are what's left. And so we're in, you know, those of us that are in decentralized systems, cryptography, mathematics, higher dimensional mathematics, and computational physics, we are already outside of the lines, right? So the systems that we're building are to support these, this, this, this state of free thinking, freedom, no matter what you believe, say, do, this, is, this supports you. And so we are better than ever. So well, let me just can I, can sure I, 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 Jimmy, well, I want to well, let you, you keep talking. Over. No, well, I want to do this because we yeah, got to keep moving through the topics. We talked I'm a little gonna... bit about the impeachment and insurrection. We talked about what's been happening in the world a little bit. But what I want to talk about now, which might resonate with you, because I know that you are a domain expert in this realm. Mm-hmm. Every day we're hearing about crypto, Bitcoin in particular, and it's exploding. It's going back and forth. Some people have made money. Some people have lost money. Jimmy is willing to speak his mind, I think, because he has been a believer and big better on this type of thing for a long time. I remember since the day I met this man, he has been about this. And I would be remiss to not get into this. Where are we headed with crypto and how is yeah. it going to influence and impact the world? And what yeah, should people I- be? attention to right now jimmy and then mike and i can you know find yeah, a way to get a word in. i appreciate you bringing that up and tying it back to god uh and, and faith there right? it is because all right let's I make think, it happen no because i, I think that they're incredibly in that play. It, it, it's i think they're incredibly critical and i have a very i hold a very differing view about bitcoin and cryptocurrencies than i believe most people i don't view as money and this is very esoteric. So I, I'll preface this to say that each person must seek for themselves and ask for the door to be open on their own. I believe that when I, I grew up under the house of God and being taught about God, and, and one thing that was always in, in amazing to me as a child was that God was like everything. He's like, it's eternally. He was like eternity. And it's it, it, like, I would learn in school, they would be like, God has no beginning and has no ending. And I was like, wait, how is that possible? For like, how did you start something? It like, what was the start? Like everything is and, and everything says, isn't. I am, I am, right? It says, I am, I am. Like I am the thing that beget the thing. So let's, let's hold that. So let's okay. just say, everyone follow me. If you say God has no beginning and has no ending. The only construct that I have come across in my 39 years of life is that mathematics or numbers are the only other medium that holds the same state. Meaning, what is the first number? I hope it's, I hope it's zero. Is it? What about the negative side of the, what about the negatives? Well, what do you no mean? Negative zero. I what, mean, what, if you were to just use Euclidean, let's just use Euclidean, Euclidean line. Ooh, let's use, Euclidean. let's just use, hold on. Let's just use the Euclidean line. Just one straight line. And you put ticks on that line and you said, left side is the negative. The right side is the positive. Okay. What is the first number? So uh, my point is to say that there's no beginning and then okay. there's subsequently no ending. There's no, there's eternity on both sides is eternity, right? Okay. Eternity or forever only has one other medium that I've experienced, and that's God. Bring and us back you, to crypto. The fascinating thing is you can... We were well, on mathematics. He got from God yeah, yeah, to mathematics, yeah. and now okay. we're first right. numbers. Let's do it. Right. Let's do so it. We'll what get I'm, what I'm, discussing, I'm saying that 
those are the only two mediums that I believe that seem to hold the same pr principles. Mathematics, I believe, is the language of God. And hmm. so that if you were to think about binding to anything that is the same yesterday, today, and forever, unchanging, and both has no beginning and no ending, one could posit that math is the language of God, right? That they are one in twain. They are the same. And okay. so as I think about the likes of mathematics, as we think mm -hmm. about what is cryptography, what is Bitcoin, but math, pure and simple, it is mathematics, pure. So as we talk about those things that cannot change, that they are immutable, that they cannot be altered because of not man choose to make a statement to say that this thing is so, but because they are fundamentally bound by principles that are higher than man. It is a, it is a rule structure that man himself has to observe and obey. Can't usurp it. Can you change the, you know, the weight of an atom? No, you can, you can manipulate it, but that principle holds true. And so if we talk about Bitcoin, it's math in an abstraction that we can interface with. So I don't think Bitcoin is a real thing. It's not a physical object. You can't hold it. One thing that people think is, oh, I own Bitcoin. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can say, how many Bitcoin do you have? Do you have those Bitcoin? I'm curious to know how, how many Bitcoin Jimmy has. It's numbers. Can you own a number? Well, you, you can, can, you, you, can you can have access and ownership to certain can you to certain things that provide you resources, right? So you can convert the Bitcoin that you own, for example, Jimmy, mm -hmm. into dollars that you can spend. That's not that, the same. It depends on what that number represents, because a number can be a label okay, for so something. To me, ownership doesn't mean like total dominion over something. Like you it can own something, and it depends on the system that you're operating yeah. within and what that number. Right. So that's a, that's a, that so that's localization. So as we talk yeah. about these things, I believe that there are higher states than this three uh, D plus one. This this dimensionality okay. that we live in. Well, these 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 constructs supersede or usurp this space and this is the, with. jimmy let me just say this is the very representation of the name of this podcast talking through it okay because that we, we've we've got to an abstract you know discussion here and i want to find a way to ground it so that we can actually make it accessible so yeah, there are people different. there are people who don't know what crypto is and what it's about that maybe they bought a bitcoin maybe they yeah. didn't maybe they've heard about it people talk about it can you just very succinctly break down what <laughs> what this is and why people should care in 2021? Just like um, like in, in the best form that you could possibly do. I'll compress it, right? At the end of the day, the difference here is that we have a, a, a rule set that's based off of mathematics. There's never before been a system that humans and society have interacted with that have immutability of truth, meaning truth cannot be altered by any one person or cho chosen state. Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies bind mediums or things or concepts or rules or objects or 
words to truth, meaning a, a, a medium that we discover we don't create, meaning like math. The question is, is, a math, is math discovered or did you create it, right? You discover it. It existed before you knew it was there. That thing was there. So mm-hmm. when you talk about, when we as humans talk about cryptography, we're using these, these constructs that existed before man knew that they were there. And then it begins to interweave society with these rules that you can't change, right? You can't change the laws of physics. You can't, right? As a man, I don't have the ability to change the laws of physics. I can try to manipulate them, but I can't change them. So if I can't change them and you can't change them and Neil can't, or and then Mike can't change them, that means that we are all bound to those rule sets. I can't underwrite the rules, undermine them. And that is what cryptocurrencies are. It's taking our social interactions as humans on earth and binding it to a rule set that you and I can't fudge. And that now creates a freedom of equality, or so to equilibrium. It's an equilibrium. Because now I know that you can't change. We can't change what you, me, and Neil cannot change what these rules are. Because of that, now we have an equilibrium. We're not equal. That is the differential here. That's why cryptocurrencies are so disruptive. Not because of the monetary value that we assign them, because of the rules that they bind to. Things that we can't change. Okay, I have a question on that, if I can ask Neil. I mean, I... Again, I, we're we're all pretty far out people. We've we've had these conversations before, you know, tonight. So I'm 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 going with you, Jimmy. But we are also grounded on Earth with these localized rule sets. Yeah. And for me, from the outside looking in, you know, mm-hmm. seeing you, you know, years ago, and seeing other starter league alums. But what I see from the outside looking in is the money aspect. The I see a little bit of like the power, potential of technology that cryptocurrency brings these other things. But like I, from the outside looking in, am afraid that these localized rule sets dominate what the conversation is and what people's education who don't understand crypto yeah. like you understand yeah. it. Yeah. You know, cryptology is a, is a higher order thing is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is not the conversation that I see. Again, I'm not in every yeah. you know channel, every mm-hmm. message board, every thread, but like. What do you think, do you think how you and others that you have, you know, built, you know, a community with, mm-hmm. will your image and these, these higher indisputable rule sets become the mainstream or is it going to be a money play? I mean, it doesn't have to be a buy Yeah, because I think- I'm no, seeing a spectrum that's more mm-hmm. on the localized yeah. set, get rich kind of yeah. spectrum. People see it as an alternative currency that- yeah. that- the yeah, purity like, of what you're saying. Yeah, I think I think Jimmy, you're speaking at a very, very like like important but high level about this, and to to, to ground it based on what my, I'm hearing from Mike is, mm-hmm. you know, people I think in, in in very crude terms want to know where this is going, right? What, what where is where is this headed, and and how can people mm-hmm. participate and and become more aware yeah. of of, yeah. of what they should be paying attention to here. And then this yeah, is my last question before we get into our final two topics. These are great questions. And I, I, I would be remiss if I try to project into the future because that arrogance that I would have to hold to like believe that I can project and, and, and I'm accurate for all these variables is just okay. not possible. Right. But yeah, I know you're not I'll, a fortune teller. 
right but i'll make, say that yeah i what does crypto become it becomes what what we make of it and and so what could you do with something that can change humanity you can either have a utopia or you can have a war torn realm and i can't say what men and man cho- chooses and I hear that you. is the that's the ultimate okay. view there are economic components that are attached to that but that's what i found okay well so this actually brings me into my next topic because we got two left and i know we're we're, we're doing some amazing overtime here well, we got like we got combo, at least but... 14 seconds of usable content <laughs> 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 all right just to ground it back into our world in entrepreneurship we talk about the power of the network, the network, right, of people. And, you know, Mike and I go way back. We've known each other since 2007. And we're, we've always been there for each other, thick and thin. And I just was hoping that you guys could offer up some advice for the folks out there looking to build connections with others, partnerships with others, and, and give them that perspective and advice on how you guys are are maintaining your own networks and growing your networks of the people you're connected to and how you can go about your lives in a way that adds even more value by being connected to and networked with the right people as you try to pursue your, your endeavors. I think for me, what I'm personally passionate about and part of what connected Neil and I, and then Jimmy being, you know, early on, you know, in our, our code Academy crew, uh, the same value alignment of like the, what are those core values that you have as a, as a person and, you know, getting that from family, friends, other people, you know, teachers, but then for me, connecting, solving problems, whether they be, you know, small to the, you know, universal and finding people who share that value set and connecting people with people people with information and people with ideas and solutions to, you know, to, to create transformational change, not just this transactional nature. And I think we all agree on, you know, the, the type of the level of change that we, we seek to create within ourselves and, you know, society. So that's been helpful for me is just like, I've been able to be me to get better as a person, but also help other people in the process. So even in a global pandemic of not being able to, I haven't left my apartment, but like maybe 12 times in 11 months, <laughs> but yet I've, I've made like 50 new friends on Twitter and, you know, through work just because of being passionate about connecting people with other people, people with information that can help them, you know, back from the Northwestern days, it was always about like, how can I learn something and apply it? To something else, not just learning something from for learning sake and kind of blowing my, my head up, but like, you know, I want to learn things that can help other people because, you know, I, that was how I was able to get to where I was as by, by receiving that help. So that's that element of pay it forward, but it's also, you can't be your true self without, you know, interacting and, and building relationships with other people. So that's been the key thing for me that you can never you can never fully realize this. Like I think looking back on those early days, looking back in the early Chicago tech scene, there's always more you can do and better things that we could have done, but also recognizing many things can be true. Like 
we did a hell of a job. Um, and we impacted thousands of people. A and hell they, of a job. No, no they impacted, you guys yeah, changed yeah. the world. You changed the world, period. I'll, yeah, I'll, but like we impact each other. It's a cycle. And so like we've been profoundly impacted by, you know, the people that have been a part of our journey, the journeys that we've been on. So that's the networking thing that I continue to have. Even in the past 18 months, I've met people that have changed who I am. And that should be a lifelong process, lifelong learning, lifelong change. But those values are still the same. So that's kind of my code to find people that I vibe with is like, do you have those same internal values that I have? or even stronger value sets. And I want to be like, wow, I'll, how can I grow through that? That has helped me, whether it's education, technology, just personal life as a guide to accomplish whatever I'm, I'm seeking to, to, to do. So Mike did a fantastic job of, you know, setting the stage here. Jimmy, maybe you can bring it home. It's about maintaining your networks and growing them. Right? Yeah. That's connections a great question. With other okay. People. okay. Yeah. Cause that, I think I agree with everything Mike said. Like everything I would say the way that you maintain is you have to be, you have to be honest, man. I think that that's one of the things that one of the most important things in rebuilding relationships that last the test of time is honesty and radically radical transparency is also something I kind of like own up to. I want to be radically transparent. And in that radical transparency is vulnerability. I believe that, being honest is is critical man it's the most important thing and then love right like so so often i think that like we just like people just lose love and we forget what love is and and why that matters and what is it to you ah i i i i can't it's the compression of things that exist outside of space and time it's like an ethereal thing Mm. It's something that we choose to bind to a word that allows us to communicate. But when we say that, we know that that exists outside of that word itself. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So to say, I'm hey, divine, divine love, it's like, it's, every, it's, so, it's everything. It's all okay. things. It's the it's only thing. It is thing. And so that's the way I would kind of like okay. say that that's, that's the only thing I believe that builds long-term relationships and that's withstand time which isn't real but that's not yeah you know what jimmy i i use that phrase a lot i say with love right i say this with love and and, then you know if you everybody who's listening takes a moment to think about what that means to you when you've used that word you know we can all define it in different ways what you said resonated with me radical transparency i am struggling guys i struggle to respond to text messages to emails to phone calls my voicemail box has been full for like three years Bro, it's a problem. You know, you run for mayor, they give you a rope, you want to be a cowboy. Like, what do I do? Is it a problem though? It's not a problem. It is the problem is that I have a desire to stay connected to the people I care about and I struggle sometimes to do so because of all of the inbound communication from a variety of sources. And it becomes overwhelming. So I'm grateful to, you know. My buddy Jason's hey.com for the email game. I'm grateful to managing uh, my communications through different mediums and having different filters and using my Techstars email for one thing and my math venture partners email for another thing, my Gmail for another thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also grateful to just like 
you know, the emergence of a vaccine in COVID so that I can actually start to spend some real face time with people again, you know? So there's a lot to, there's a lot to be thankful for and appreciate when it comes to networking and staying connected to people. But I think what you said, Jimmy, is really important, which is to be honest with people. You know, people go, Neil, why haven't I heard from you? Do you not like me anymore? Or, you know, whatever. I'm always like, look, I'm trying my best to stay up to things. I still care about you. I still love you, but you won't always hear from me and you might have to put in some extra work to actually get a response. And I'm just going to let you know that that's the case because it's hard for a lot of people to understand and relate to, you know, people who've exposed themselves in, in, in a variety of ways, they're going to hear a lot of things and get a lot of inbound. And like, for some reason, that film I was in, I don't know if you saw Jimmy City So Real, they put my business card in the first episode. So no, right in the first 15 minutes, so I get random emails and messages from people who watched that film. <laughs> so it's just like exacerbates mm-hmm. the issue. But when it comes mm-hmm. to networking, look, make time for the people who matter and the people who you're not in touch with as much. Let them know why when you can and just be genuine and authentic. And sometimes if you feel it, apologetic. And we'll go from there. How's that sound, guys? I think that sounds good. If I can add one thing to what you said, Neil. um, And we'll do our final topic. I would say trust also is an important element here. You know, Jimmy, you know, talked about honesty, you know, radical transparency, love. I would add that you we're not computers we're humans like we are in a physical shell we can only we have so much energy and priority in a given day and we're we are all fortunate to have more than enough people that we can respond to in any given day all the time like that's a blessing to be able to like even be in a position of like oh i can't get back to everybody that i truly care about but i think trust plays a major factor in like there are people i haven't talked to in three years 10 years yeah and i think of course like especially now in a global pandemic like oh i wonder how they're doing like i I feel bad that i haven't reached out to them like their text Mm -hmm. messages i haven't responded to their social media messages i haven't responded to but then you get a text from someone you haven't talked to and it's like it's like you talked to them yesterday and you've been talking Mm -hmm. to them every week because there's a trust and there's a relationship right back in yeah so like if there are people if there are people that are reaching out to you talking about like, oh, Neil, why haven't I heard from you? For me, again, my personal opinion, that's a signal that, you know, whether it's on you or them, and I don't know them, so I'm going to say it's on them, (laughs) that is an issue. Whereas like there are people that you haven't talked to in six months or two years that if you got a text from them, you would respond or they would respond to you and it'd be like Mm -hmm. all good. Like, cause you've built that trust. You've built that currency. They know. Like, uh, uh, also, there's the anthropologist and evolutionary psychologist that Dunbar, you ever heard of the Dunbar number? Basically, it, it's a theory that states that essentially that they're all, a human is only able to sustain yeah. 150 relationships with individuals mm-hmm. at, and at any given time. And that's hey, stable. We, yes, again, we yes. said stable no, that's a real relationships. Thing. That's, that's right? a scientific thing. Stable, right? Thank and you, so, Dr. Stone. If you can take that under consideration, now we start to think about the things that you care about. Mm-hmm. Meaning, doesn't mean you don't care about other things. It's saying these things have value to me. I've assigned value to those things. And it starts to really do some damage, like some, some damage to the social media, hyper-connected graph base. And mm-hmm. when you start to reduce those points of connectivity, 
and emphasize those that that you've placed within your Dunbar number. So quality um, before quantity. Amen. Right. You know what? I have to say, like, I think this podcast itself is a great example of that. Like mm-hmm. I hit y'all up the other day. Two seconds. Text randomly and right away, both of these gentlemen showed up. And they're so here like, right I now. Haven't talked to, we haven't talked in like we haven't talked in like a, year, a while. Like, yeah, like, like I haven't no, seen like, you guys in years. And then we found a way to stay connected and get together like this. So look, <laughs> so look, so I, I'm I'm really excited because one thing that I love with you guys is how much I feel empowered and built up after we hang, after we talk. And Amen. I want to close this out with what's good in the world and what's good in your lives. Right? Mm. There's so much madness. We've been through so much. We continue to go through so much. But I'd like to end with the good. So what's the greatest thing in you all's worlds right now? My family, man. My family is just like my like, you know, again, radical transparency. Right. So I'm with you. So I'm sharing with my friends. It just happens to be that y'all, the audience, just happen to be on the line with us. Right. I almost lost my almost lost my relationship with my wife the longest relationship I've had with someone that's not in my direct family through a long journey. And, you know, we've been together for 17 years now and we were done. And I mean like done as in like separated, like disjointed, disconnected. And we have three children together, a 16 year old, a 13 year old and an 11 year old. And that was the most fearful I was not a losing her but losing my family and to say that we are legitimately the most happy we have ever been doing what many are experiencing is the most tumultuous that they've been who I my heart goes out to those that are going through challenges right now but we are in the best possible place like we've never been better I'm so thankful and my children are so blessed. And so I'm grateful. That is what I'm so excited about every day, every day. Like I'm happy for you, Jimmy word. Thank you. I mean, I'm not going to beat Jimmy's answer, but that's a, that's a rarity anyway. So I'm good to see, to see that ground. I will say in terms of what's good again, as an extremely online person, the content is lit. The memes are great. Uh, <laughs> we are going through so much, but my goodness, you know, y'all, y'all know me, but you know, internet anyone who sleep. comes across this, you know, conversation and it gets to this point. Somehow, you know, somewhere. I am, I am, you know, big on comedy. I mean, we all are. Neil continues to, you know, share real dank IG memes. I can't that, help myself. I'm and sorry. I got to follow, you know, these accounts to get to see what he's saying. So I got all my IG feed is all ridiculous right now, but people are hurting in deep mental and physical ways, but also what Jimmy said about perseverance in a different context. But like for me, comedy is a, is a great way to just get through this. It's been helpful, a helpful method and tactic just to make it through life of finding a way to reframe the constructs that we have to interact with all the time. And so you can't be black in America without knowing yeah. how to roast folks at the lunch table. 
Yes. And you, you, you can't be black without going through traumatic experiences and finding a way to make it fun. Find a way to make it fun. You know, like I'm mean, going back to, you know, the insurrection and impeachment and all the things you go on Twitter, you go on, you know, TikTok or IG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also From prior because, to like, Chappelle, you know, we've all yeah. been through it. Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot there. So I would say what's good is like, again, I think a lot of other people have had to find or trying to find their way through what we've known for a while. And so we've been able to kind of flip the you know the script of like you know first hey, time we told y'all and so since we told y'all we gonna have fun with this subject that you know also is very traumatic and you know it's a weird duality so i've this past especially past year past 18 months that's been really interesting to see and you know of course there's all these other things of like you know the the humanity and people and how we've come together and you know all that stuff of course is great but like me personally i'm here for the content and the content is rich it is a beautiful thing no the content um, is popping well, yeah, yeah. so look, well, well, well let's the point that mike made in the beginning of this conversation which is like you know a lot of people have been through a lot of things and some of us have historical context and have our own experiences to draw from to make sense of the madness that we're currently experiencing. And what I can say is good in thinking about all of this from all of you is that we still have work to do. And so many of us know what we must do in order to make progress each and every day. So you're aware as a founder, you're aware as somebody who's a part of a company that's solving an important problem in the world, you're aware as a human being on earth that there is something that you can choose to do here to make a difference and make things better for other people and for yourself. And for me, that is all I need to know to get up out of bed and do what I have to do every single day. So with that being said, everybody, there's one final component to the Talking Through a podcast that I want to wrap up with here. This is by far the longest we will ever have as an episode. This is a legendary shout moment. out. Shout Thank out to you. Casey, major editing job. Casey, good luck. Oh yeah, Casey. <laughs> I want to know your startup to watch. And I'm going to start because I think this might trigger and inspire both of you to speak on it because I know it came up early on. Mm-hmm. My startup to watch is Strike Global. Okay. Strike Global is by my good man, Jack Mallers. So Jack Mallers is one of the standout and incredible first students that Mike and I had at our coding school, Code Academy, which became the Starter League. Jack came to us. He came out of his first year of college, dropped out of school. He and his dad showed up to an information session that Mike and I were hosting at 1871, one of the largest startup hubs on earth. And we were running our coding boot camp. Jack showed up, whip smart, chess extraordinaire, but at the same time, just, you know, he was a special guy and it was very obvious from day one. And what he's doing currently right now, he's always been a major proponent of what's going on with decentralized currency, Bitcoin and beyond. And I have one quote I want to just like read based on, you know, where he's at right now as a young man, because he just got featured in Forbes 30 under 30. So Jack is a special guy. I look up to him and I'm grateful to, to have known him and to have supported him. We have banked the unbanked. We have given them free and instant international money transfers. We have provided them financial services that have had gatekeepers for hundreds of years. This young man is on to something, everybody. Check him out. Check out what he's doing. That's my startup to watch. 
What are yours? So what's your startup to watch? I'd say probably 2188. 21E8 is it's just something that it changed my brain the way that I viewed just the world. And like they're pioneering computational data markets. All right. 2188. 21E8. Let's get it. Mike McGee, my man. What's your startup to watch? Ooh, I'm going to go with a startup called Ethel's Club. So black woman out of New York, Naj Austin, doing a lot of awesome things to, it's a, it's a number of things. You could call it brick and mortar, e-commerce, prioritizing black and brown businesses that sell, you know, goods primarily based, you know, fashion, but also health and wellness, self-care. Amazing. Look, guys, this has been the realest, the realest podcast I've ever had. We'll get that check. Yes, we'll get that checkbox. You'll get that (laughs) checkbox. Thank you both for being here. I look forward to having you both back sometime. Never boring. I guarantee you Never a dull moment. Yes. (laughs) Ever. Not with us. (laughs) We will talk through it no matter what. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, have a good night, gents. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, thanks for listening. What did you think of this week's conversation? You can find our contact info in the episode notes, or you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Neil Salas. I would love to hear from you, and I'll catch you next time.